everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Tara. We are Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. We would like to provide a trigger warning as there will be mentions of trauma in many forms. We are not licensed therapists and cannot provide professional advice. However, we can relate and provide our own personal experiences and lessons that we have learned along the way. Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast and this would be our, uh, I guess, episode nine. Yeah. That's crazy. We're almost at 10 episodes. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Already. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, so this week we're going to talk about um, losing and finding yourself in motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm sure... We'll have a lot to get into, but before we start, yeah. how are you doing? Well, I I don't know. I was sick. Like I had a head cold for a few days, so I wasn't feeling the greatest. And then I was starting to feel better, and I got my period. So that just, like, took a lot from me. Like, I just – I went from, like, feeling better from my cold, and then I just completely felt, like, drained. Yeah. Like, the cramps weren't bad or anything like that. It was just, like – I felt like I could just sleep for like two days straight. I was just dead to the world. Just I feel yeah. super out of it and like spacey. I don't know. It's weird. So um, that's not fun. No. But uh, I mean, I'm surviving, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Brandon celebrated his 30th birthday this past weekend on Friday. So oh. holy, I didn't know he was younger than you. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a cougar. <laughs> everyone, does, uh, everyone teases me because they say I, I robbed the cradle because Peter's like three months younger than me. Oh come on! I'm two years older than than my hubby, so it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I get that a lot. Everyone's like, "Oh, really? You're older?" Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was his thirtieth birthday. We didn't do too much, but um, anyway, so today I'm feeling a little bit better, and I'm glad that you were patient with me to like hold off on recording because I was like, I'm not going to be able to put a sentence together. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was a little grateful that you were too. You were, uh, yeah, just up to it too. I so. guess let it, let everyone know how you're doing lately. Oh, buddy. <laughs> we, uh, I went on the podcast and I talked about how great my son slept and boy, did I fucking jinx it. <laughs> uh, you know, what's funny. Okay. So that night that we recorded, mm-hmm. um, it was the first night that in I don't know how many months that she slept through the night. So oh like I don't God. know what out like what light you know what kind of thing in the universe was looking out for me and like decided I need like two nights of like her sleeping through the night. But then like how mm-hmm. come you got fucked in the ass? And like- yeah, the universe tried to fucking humble me because uh, now Peter has decided he doesn't want to sleep anymore. So um, I've been trying to adjust some of his uh, times. Um, so I've capped his nap now to an hour and a half in hope that he will sleep tonight. So, oh, fuck. yeah, it's, it's been like, pretty rough. It's a learning curve, I find, with that, like, trying to figure out their sleep, like, and nap times. Because, like, you look online, like I said this last episode, and, like, there's, you know, nap schedules or wake windows or times that you are like, okay, I'm going to try that. And then it just doesn't work. And you're like all right, we got to reconfigure this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I literally, I joked with Peter. I was like, I can't believe how, and, I, and you know what? I wasn't even being cocky. 
That's the worst part. I wasn't even being cocky. I was like, you know, knock on wood, like all that. I was trying to be like safe. And I fucking jinxed myself and the universe decided to humble me. And now oh. I'm going on day three of sleep deprivation. Oh no, uh, all over again. All over again. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm I'm trying to figure out if it's like a sleep regression, if he's teething, if he's just got he having a rough go. I can't seem to figure it out. But I guess the odds may may the odds ever be ever in my favor. Cause fuck. <laughs> oh, and like ghosts. I'm nervous too because I'm pretty sure Evie's like legit teething now because I can see two bottom teeth like coming through like things like in her gums and I'm like oh shit so those are teeth yeah we've been giving her Tylenol when she seems cranky and putting some Orgel on it like you know at nighttime or whatever so I'm like oh we're we're uh we're gonna be in the thick of it soon too yeah I uh so I've been having a rough go because um as Tara and I mentioned in the in the last episode, I mentioned um, I don't function well when I don't sleep. Yeah, so that's kind of what I've been dealing with. My I feel like my mental health is taking quite a toll because I'm not sleeping very well, and it's just kind of it's it's starting to like I said I don't function well when I don't sleep. So now I feel like it's starting to affect the way that I can show up for Peter. I remember well in the last episode I talked about how I'm like adamantly against crying it out, and buddy, did that change when? He, he laughed at me at 4.30 in the morning when he got his way. Um, so, oh, yeah. So, so uh, it's funny how fast things change. So you feel like you're kind of getting more on the side of trying to do the crying out method, like seeing how you can I'm navigate that? How, I'm going to see how it goes. Um, the guilt that I, uh, the feelings that it brings, though, is pretty overwhelming. For not me. easy. No, it's not, especially just with my childhood experiences, right? Like I yeah, I associate a lot of, um, I don't want to say worth as a mother, but like not value. Like I don't want to say I place value on this. Well, it's just like you don't want him to feel like you're not um, meeting his or, needs, I guess, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to ignore his emotional needs mm-hmm. or. And then it's like almost working against like the healing of my inner child, right? So um, it's true, I guess. That is true. I'm just, I'm just navigating some tricky feelings about it. I had a re- I had a pretty rough day today about it. Are you um, working through that in therapy or? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of therapy. Uh, I think I have an appointment this week actually, so that'll be fun. That's good. Back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just been just been kind of struggling, and you know, I keep trying to remind myself that I'm not a bad mother and all that stuff. So you know, going through the mantra in my head of. Yes, and you're still, like, doing what works for you guys. Like, you're not mm-hmm. going against what you don't believe in or what doesn't feel right. Like, you're trying to navigate it the best you can, right? And, mm-hmm. and I, Well, I've done everything I can, right? Like, I've, you know, I was doing every possible method of getting him to fucking sleep that I could. So, um, yeah, now I'm just at my wit's end and I don't know what else to do. So, for my uh, reality for the past couple of days, I said I don't mm-hmm. think I'll ever talk about his fucking sleep schedule again because if i'm going to put that bad juju in the universe and it's going to come back to me tenfold i'm going to i'm just going to yeah mouth. but let's just uh we'll just change the subject now before we <laughs> yes before before the universe decides to fuck me any harder because yeah oh i feel so bad for you guys i'm sure um, it's going to get easier this is just like the worst of it right like, yeah. yeah well i'm glad that you're you're here, you showed up to do this because you're stronger than I am. I'm just like, nope, I can't do it tonight. Not doing it. <laughs> like oh. when I don't feel my best, I'm like, nope. Honestly, I was going to tough it out the last two nights too. I was like, if Tara wants to record, I'll record. But if she's, if I was like, I'm I'm taking the scapegoat if, if she doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just like, 
like I, I find in a way this is like, like my therapy too, in a way it's like, I enjoy this because we get to just like rant and, you know, go back and forth about like what we're going through. But like also sometimes I'm like, oh, I just don't have the energy, you know, tonight I just want to like sit in front of the TV and watch Netflix and that's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, I'm the same way. I, I find this has been pretty therapeutic for me um, so much so that I, that <laughs> I mean, I guess it is pretty therapeutic for us because we've had a number of phone calls. The last week and a half. Just oh my god! How about okay? How about we just like get into that because maybe that will like. I feel like that kind of gets into what we're talking about. <laughs> um, like I know for me, me and Brandon kind of had a big. Yeah, we kind of had a big falling out or argument or whatever you want to call it. It's like he just brought up a topic that we've like gone over and over and over again like a boundary of mind and it's like it just came out of nowhere and it was like we just were on the same page all over again and I just felt like completely invalidated and like not supported I felt myself like just like heating up like I just like I honestly like I wanted to like throw something like I was like so angry and so just fed up of repeating myself and feeling like he just doesn't have my back so I had to take a step away and call Kennedy <laughs> and just cry and cry and cry and like just be like, you know, like I just felt like I just felt alone because it's like, yeah. you know, since having a baby, I've had to almost like grieve this old version of me, you know, the version of me that was a people pleaser. Um, I'm trying to come to terms with this new version of myself that um, puts my myself and my needs first and then my baby who's an extension of me first and what feels right and comfortable for myself instead of putting other people's needs, like in terms of like, not, I'm not talking about like Brennan or my baby. I'm talking about like people like outside of my home, you know, like why am I considering all these other people and why is he considering other people's feelings before his wife and his baby? So anyways, like once uh, we both took some time to just like, you know, go away from each other. Like I needed him to just like go away. I told him, I said, you need to just go, go outside do whatever and then we came back and he was you know he apologized we shed some tears and like uh we actually had a really good conversation I feel like it was kind of therapeutic in a way to just like he was able to think about it and we were able to just like kind of get work through some stuff and yeah I just like I was like you know this is hard for me to like set these boundaries in place with people so it doesn't help when you're not supporting me and you're not having my back, you know, like I need you to advocate for me and my baby too. Like it can't just be all on me. And, you know, I'm kind of, yeah, grieving this old version of myself and I'm trying so hard. <laughs> like you sent me that, was, was it you that sent me that TikTok of like. <laughs> it's probably me. What was What's the show Workaholics or whatever when they're like carrying him away? And he was like, that was so hard. I almost died. Oh my God. Or whatever. And it's like the caption was like, when I, when a people pleaser sets boundaries or something like that, yeah. like, it's like, that's literally me. Um, yeah. Oh my God. That's me too, though. I was just like, you know, it's, it's a lot, you know, working through, through that, like these new feelings and um, postpartum and all this stuff. I'm like, I just, as my husband, like, I need you to, to have my back in this so that we're in this together. And yeah, that was kind of like our, our moment. Yeah. It was funny. Cause I, uh, I also had a moment over the week that I was sitting in a shopper's drug mart parking lot on the phone with Tara. Cause, um, Peter and I had butt heads. Um, it, were, it wasn't that we were butt heads. I don't even think Peter realized what it was. 
just weren't on the same page maybe yeah like, we just weren't just... on the same page on on something um you know we're, we're moved into our house now so we suddenly have to worry about all these finances and all this stuff and, and we were at the mall and he kind of hemmed and hawed about me picking up something for the house that I wanted to use to decorate the kitchen and he kind of it kind of upset me because I was like well all of my money's going towards the house anyway so why can't I buy a $20 plant that makes me happy but whatever so I was in kind of a shitty mood so I came home and I laid down for a little bit and then I came out of the <laughs> I came out of the bedroom and supper wasn't started so then I started on my whole tizzy of like well I'm carrying the mental load of like finances and meal planning and grocery shopping and all this so it started just a little bit of a spiral and I was like losing I was kind of you know losing my cool a little bit I was like pretty upset at supper because I you know came out at like 6 30 and didn't finish supper till 7 30 and just you know the, you know, the drill um it's funny because I feel like sometimes people probably think like oh Kennedy and Tara have it all figured out because like they're on this podcast. like fuck no we don't no we don't um, <laughs> uh, we definitely realized that last week that we don't have it all together no god no <laughs> um I never think I have it all together the world Same. always decides to humble me because fuck me mm -hmm. so anyway me and Peter were just having a bit of a hard time and I was trying to express to him um how difficult and frustrating it is for me to carry the mental load of everything um you know, worrying about like finances and bills and groceries and meal planning and baby stuff and blah, 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 blah. so I was like, it'd just be nice if he could fucking. <laughs> if he could, if, what did I care about? I said on the phone, I was like, but just nice if he could do the fucking dishes sometimes. Like, yeah, just load the dishwasher. Like, don't ask just much. Load the fucking dishwasher. Don't even like you shouldn't. I shouldn't have to ask. You shouldn't have to beg him. Whatever. We had all these things in place at the apartment and whatever. So I was, I was thinking. I was like, Jesus. I was like, I guess me and Tara have become a pretty therapeutic for one another it was like we both felt pretty comfortable <laughs> in one week too like the in same week. week literally i think it was i think it was like the span of a couple of days yeah um, but anyway i i had that conversation with them and then after the baby went to bed i went to shoppers because i also was on my period which is funny i was like i wonder if, there's no way we could have like synced up through just talking to right i think like well i got my period like two days ago so it was like within like a couple of days so i think That's i was having like that that phase of like emotional yeah hormones running so are you yeah. obviously oh yeah <laughs> so i went to shoppers and i just sat in the parking lot and i was like oh my god he drives me nuts sometimes and, and i was on the same boat as tara sometimes i don't necessarily feel comfortable talking to my friends because i'm scared they're gonna be like fuck that guy so, and like what? i i think i had told you i was like you know i would i'd call my no i didn't tell you this or did i when, said to yeah. you or brandon because he was like, oh, who are you on the phone with? And I said, it was you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I would have called Renee, but like, she would just been like, what the fuck? And she would message Brandon and be like, Brandon, you need to smarten the fuck up. And like, I know she would just like go off. Like I would probably like being defensive. So I was like, I called Kennedy because I know she can be like level-headed and would be like, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I don't have to go full force on Brandon. <laughs> so. I mean, sometimes I'm not very level-headed. Like, <laughs> No, in terms of like, of like me being able to vent, vent to you and oh, you'd be yeah. like, I'm not gonna yeah. like, Go ahead and like ream Brandon out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, so, just like, just like I, I didn't, I didn't say anything to Peter. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, it's there's a time and a place, and I'm sure I would say something to Brandon if he like out in left field being an asshole. Yes, but fuck around and find out, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, he's listening right now. So just, just fair warning. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. And then I came home and the dishes were done and all that. And then I came downstairs on um, Monday when we were originally going to record and the flower that I wanted to buy was sitting on my desk. That's such a nice surprise. 
Yeah, he told me that. The reason why he told me not to buy it that day was because he'd already bought it for Mother's Day. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, so I got all soaky and felt like shit. about it and felt like shit about it, but reality was he already bought it for me. So sometimes I guess I uh, need to be a little less impulsive and yeah, but be a still, more- I mean, your other emotions about like all the other stuff. It wasn't just oh, yeah, about yeah. the plant. You know what I mean? That no, was just like the thing. That was just like the thing that like threw you over the. Yeah, it was just the catalyst. Yeah, and I feel like that's the tough, that's been like the toughest thing in me trying to explain to Brennan is about the mental load that I carry, mm-hmm. that when he throws something in my face and it's like, are you kidding me? Like, after everything I do and I'm handling, like, do you think I need that? Like, I just, I'm just asking for you to ha- have, like, my back and to, like, be in the thick of this with me. Like, you're just making me feel, like, more alone, you know? Yeah. It's just hard to explain to to someone else who's just their brain doesn't work that way. Like in terms of mm-hmm. like not only carrying the mental load and being the default parent, but also having like a trauma brain. I like I said to him during our like conversation, I was like, I am trying my best to rewire my brain, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a journey. Like I've been at this journey of healing for whatever many years now, and I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of work, but like I still have a lot of more work to do, especially now having Evie. Like that has set me yeah. back. And it's brought up all these new feelings. And, yeah. you know, like I don't owe anyone anything. I just, as my yeah. partner, you need to just like be there beside me and supporting me. Like yeah. that's it, period. So I'm just like done explaining myself. And when it comes to my boundaries, like I'm not settling. It's you shouldn't what- have to. Yeah, it's what feels comfortable for me. It's what's protecting me, my space, my my mental health. And I think you made a really good point in our conversation that I said to him. It's like he sh- like he shouldn't be questioning why I'm making these boundaries. He should be questioning why um, these people are making me feel uncomfortable. Like what are they doing that is making me feel defensive mm-hmm. and uncomfortable? Like that's what he should be questioning, and he should be defending me and advocating for me instead of like not saying anything at all. And then I'm the bad guy. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I still stand by what I said. <laughs> yeah, like I, and I said that and he was like, no, that's a really good point. But it's just like, like I brought up to him, you know, like the fact of like, it's like I almost lost a year, I feel like, of my life. Like, I don't know where this year has gone, even before that, even probably even being pregnant. Like, yeah, I I got really emotional um, because I said, I don't want to get emotional again, but it might make me emotional. But like, I didn't enjoy my daughter for like the first six months. And I'm like, don't you think that makes me feel like shit? Like I love her so much. Like I, I've always loved her, but I was in such the thick of it that like, I don't even really remember the first six months. I didn't enjoy it. And like where he did, you know, I'm only coming out the other side now, but like Mm -hmm. I can look back now and be like, you know, I just, it's like, I just completely lost who I was and I'm trying to find, trying to like work through this new version of myself. Yeah. Well, because people don't realize how much postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety can really take a toll and like affect every aspect of your life. People don't understand that. Right. And, and that anxiety is so consuming and it can affect everything. Yeah, I found like, and it seems to be similar, but when I 
was struggling with my postpartum anxiety, I lost the bits of myself that made me me. And mm. I was so caught up in that anxiety. And like, you know, don't touch my baby. Don't kiss my baby's face. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like thinking of all these ways constantly to constantly keep them safe. I had similar feelings where you said that you felt you didn't enjoy your baby for the first six months. Because you were so consumed by all the other thoughts. I was so consumed with worry <clears throat> and anxiety and depression. And I, you know, I, and I, like I said, I, I really wouldn't acknowledge what it was when I was dealing with it. And looking back, obviously, that's what it was. But I remember I had a big cry <laughs> <laughs> about it um, before he reached his birthday, about how robbed I felt. Yeah, because that's a good way of putting it. I mean, rough I felt of the experience because I had spent so much time worrying and obsessing mm -hmm. and fixating on all of this stuff and like trying to protect myself and trying to protect him and, you know, worrying about all of the things and how, how people were going to respond and how people were going to react. And, you know, people didn't like it, they get the fuck out of my life. And so fixated on all that and obviously like living in someone else's home didn't add to it and you know the situations that we were in and i remember before his birthday sobbing because i felt mm. wrong of his first year yeah. and the joy that i could have experienced in his first year had i not been so depressed had i not been so anxious had i not been in someone else's house had and mm -hmm. not that they that was a main contributor at all. It was situational. I was already struggling. And like I said before, it exacerbated all of the things that I was going through. So yeah. all, of, all of the stuff with Peter and all of the stuff with myself and all of the stuff of living at my mom's and, you know, the bickering with my mother and just trying to coexist and holding out for a house and holding out for this. And and then there was times I almost wish, like, I regret it, but I wished I begged and I wished and wished and dreamed and dreamed of this house and not realizing that in doing so, I was wishing away the time. And I, I, I can feel that too. Like I understand that because I was looking, so looking forward to getting past whatever we were going through in that mo in those moments. Like I just wanted mm -hmm. to get through it, wanted to get through it, wanted it to be like two months later. I wanted her to be six months. I wanted her to be like nine months because I felt like it would be easier. Like I just was looking so forward to like, the future that like yeah i was getting i was just losing um in touch of like reality i guess yeah and it was really hard because i feel like that anxiety and depression that i dealt with postpartum really took the reins on who i was and who and what i stood for and like like it's just like i said who i like who i was at my core it took the rain it took control i didn't do things for me anymore i was always doing stuff for the baby yeah no. it's it's no longer about i mean we and yes in a way we are protecting ourselves, mm -hmm. and the only way that we know how like we're kind of like in survival mode um but we're not taking our care of our like ourselves in terms of like our i don't know personal needs and personal yeah needs. yeah you know, we're not doing things for us we're not yeah we're not taking the time to you know do things that we enjoy for ourselves that don't involve the baby yeah it's because just all about baby 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 and i used to get so annoyed when people would tell me oh you have to like you know go do something by yourself for an hour you know you'll be a better mom for it and i was like but oh, i God. mean it's 
even if that's true, it's like, it's not so easy no. for everybody to do that. Like for me that, oh gosh, it was so hard to just step away. Like, I, like being with Evie all the time was my sense of control, right? Mm -hmm. That's where I had the most control. Um, so being away from her was me like giving away that control and <laughs> fearing like of things going wrong or whatever. And it's like, I'm not the one meeting her immediate needs at that point. So it's like, you know, all, all those thoughts go through your head and like having to find people that I trust fully, even though of course I trust my husband, but I was just like, well, what if like people come over that like I'm not comfortable around and I'm not there to like evaluate yeah. the situation, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and then for me and him to go do, do something, just me and him, it's like, well, I need to find someone that I'm comfortable with and, just seems like more of like a chore than anything <laughs> it's like I wasn't yeah. you know I wasn't it's not the first thing on my mind to go do something it's not it's not that easy anyways it's not that easy as it is for maybe other people no it's not it's not that easy because it's hard to trust it's hard to find people that you trust to watch your children as it is but then when you add it at it when you add that layer of trauma and you add that layer of postpartum anxiety and and just being then, fucking tired and not wanting to do anything <laughs> Yeah, when you add all those extra layers, like it makes the circle of people that you trust very, very small. Um, yeah. And for you, um, what were the things that you felt like you like lost or what changed for you like after the baby in terms of like your freedom and like who you are? And yeah, so um, I tr when I so I'm going to backtrack a little bit to when I was pregnant, I really tried not to let the fact that I was pregnant stop me from doing the things that I wanted to do. And not saying like I would, I, you know, I followed all of the rules of pregnancy. I didn't yeah, you weren't going out drinking. <laughs> no, I was, you know, I was sober for nine months. And obviously, like, I'm well, not obviously some people, it's not obvious. But for me, I was sober. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't do mm -hmm. anything. But I would still go and like travel. So we would still go and visit and we would still go and do things that we thought we wanted to do and you know we still went away for our anniversary and it was our five-year anniversary at that point and you know we i didn't realize how much you know we had so much freedom and we had so much control like we could literally just get up and go and like, i was just gonna make a point of like it's funny because i remember when you the christmas that you that we were both pregnant new year's was it, when, was it the year that i surprised everybody or was it I don't remember, but I just remember it being New Year's and you stayed up till like 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. or I don't know what time you stayed up till, but I was in bed at like nine. I was like, nope. And you, but you were, cause you were always that person that stayed up with, with the guys, you and Renee, or you yeah. were the last, you would always be the last girl to be up. Like you were always the one up till like whatever time by the yeah, fire or having some drinks or when you were pregnant, you know, you were just still up hanging out. And I'm like, how is she doing this? Because, well, see I had a fairly easy pregnancy yeah that too I guess once I passed that like I was taken to collect all the time like and I had no nausea by the end of my pregnancy so I was just like really just riding it out um so and you know I was still I was like yeah man I'm gonna fucking hang out and you know you guys can drink and shoot the shit and I want to hear the funny stories too and whatever so um and I remember at that point I was super fucking pregnant too it was like January 1st. And I think I had my baby like three weeks later. Mm -hmm. You were like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, I was like, why not? Um, Cause I was, you know, I had, like I said, we could just get up and go. And like, I, you know, I had a lot of um, 
had a lot of mental health struggles before the baby. I, I struggled with depression and anxiety prior to getting pregnant, as that comes with trauma, I do believe. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there was things like, there's, there were significant things that I noticed um, after having the baby. Um, I used to have a lot more confidence in myself. Peter always said that, like, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to, this might be a little much for you, but it was, he said one of the biggest turn-ons for him was that I could walk into a room and I would fucking own it. Like, he was like, you know, like, you were a boss. He like, be, like, I, like he loved, like, mm-hmm. me in my business era. Like, when I'd come home and I was wearing, like, my, my fucking heel boots and my dress pants and all that, he was like, god damn. And I had, so like, I had so much confidence about it. Like, I didn't think, I didn't care. I would wear my high-waisted pants. And I was like, yeah, fuck this. Like, I don't care what my body looks like. And I owned it. I was like, yeah, like, this is awesome. And it was, it was a worry I had when I was pregnant. I was like, you know, I was kind of worried about how my body was going to change. Because it took me a long time to learn to love my body. Mm. That it, it, it took me a long time to learn to love the body that I had. Like, before being pregnant, you mean? Before like, being even, pregnant. Yeah. And during pregnancy, I was like, holy fuck, like my body, like, and I was like, and it's crazy because during pregnancy, I was so proud of, of, of my body for doing this and growing this human and right. being able to, you know, carry my son to full term, pretty much. I was 39 weeks. He was, he was full term. He was measuring like full term. If I'd gone any longer, I would have had a 10 pounder. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was so proud of myself and I was so proud of my body. And I was like, you know what? This is awesome. Um, I had my son. And, um, it, it, and I, there's parts of me that I'm like, you know what? I'm super proud of myself. Cause I, you know, I breastfed and, mm-hmm. you know, people like people tell me all the time, I don't look any different than before. Like I look the same as I did before I had a baby. You know, some people have said I look smaller or I look different or mm-hmm. I've changed. It's like, cause you know, like I'm, I'm, I've, I've been a bigger girl my whole life. And like I said, it took me a long time to, learn to love that and learn to be proud of myself and you know it took a long it took a really really long time for me to um step like to to like relent to learn that confidence and be proud of all of it it takes a lot of work for sure no matter what size you are right just because of all the uh societal pressure yeah i was just gonna say the influence from society and and social media Oh, social media is the worst. Just of like what yeah. a woman is supposed to look like, and yeah. <sighs> yeah. So um, it took me a long time. So that's one of the things that I noticed for sure uh, that I lost in postpartum, and to the point that like I remember, I think for the first three months I showed myself a lot of grace because I was like I just had a baby. But then like six, eight months rolled around, and I was like, well, I didn't just have a baby, and. Everyone said breastfeeding would like melt the weight off and it didn't and this and that and whatever. And there was points that I couldn't look at pictures of myself. Mm. Like I couldn't, I didn't want to take pictures. I didn't want to look at pictures of myself because I was so hard on myself. So I had to start making boundaries for myself that like when I take pictures with people, like, cause I don't want to miss out on those moments either. Like, yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, well, I have to set boundaries. I have to have boundaries. Like, I can't, I can't say I don't like the picture because I don't like the picture. I have to not like the picture because I'm not like I'm not looking. I'm not blink. I'm like I'm blinking or I look. I'm yeah. like smiling. I had to make very specific rules in my head, and um, so it took. It's it still takes a bit of work, um, and I'm still not where I was. I found a lot of my clothes that I had put away because we moved, mm. and I put a lot of my business work clothes away. Um, oh yeah, and I've started to go through them, and I've had to stop. Because I, you know, I had a baby. My my belly uh, doesn't necessarily sit the way that it used to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's one of the things I kind of miss, though, is like the confidence I had in myself before I had him, and like how much it's made 
me like almost like I find I'm hiding in my clothes again. Oh. Which like feels like a huge setback for me because like it took me a long time to put on the high waisted pants and just say like, well, this is what right. I am. This is what I have. You don't fucking like it. Don't look at me. Yeah. Um. It's just it's like there's a whole other layer of like um that vulnerability of like you know the fact that your body did create like a baby and like how that like you said like how that changes after a baby and then you have like all the the stuff out there of like on social media and society of like yeah. you know about what mm-hmm. body like how you see these women's bodies um how they are after having babies and it's like what like why can't my body look like that and it's just just makes you feel like probably insecure you know like oh fuck yeah <laughs> so yeah so it i really struggled with that like that was one of the things i for sure noticed but then i also like i said the basic things of like not like realizing like i lost my freedom and like i especially lost the freedom because i was the default parent for so long and still sometimes am most times am yeah um and you know i had no freedom i couldn't just go to the bathroom i couldn't just go to take a shower i couldn't just take a nap And, you know, Peter could just get up and go to work and he didn't have to worry about who was taking care of the baby. And like if he so there was a lot of stuff that I, you know, I, I really had I had um, I had issues with and I, I grieved. I grieved my old life and not like but like I've, I, it's normal to grieve your old life because oh, yeah. it's such a change. Right. So, yeah. you know, and then I also grieved the fact that I had privacy. I had no I had privacy at my apartment and I had no privacy at my mom's. Mm hmm. And, you know, going through postpartum and trying to figure out how to be a mom and how to breastfeed properly and all this and dealing with a pukey baby. And I'd walk around in sweatpants and a nursing bra. And my mom would always have something to say about it. She's like, this isn't your house. And I'm like, well, I'm not putting a shirt on, so I'm going to go sit in the room. There's no, I don't want to dirty more of my fucking clothes because he's thrown up on me three times today. Well, yeah. So, so it was just hard because... And then, like, also having people, like, having so many people, like, bear witness to arguably the most vulnerable moments of my life, which is, like, that's a whole other thing, right? And then I grieve, I grieved the Peter that I had before. Yeah, because that changes. It changed. I didn't quite realize how much parenthood would change our... Your relationship. Our relationship and our lives and everything. And we were very much in that roommate phase. So there was a huge point where I grieved for the man I, like, I had the man that I fell in love with. Mm -hmm. Because I was seeing such a different side of him that I didn't understand. And then I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is this? Like, and a lot of it, like, it wasn't just his fault. Like, he was going through all these changes, these changes too. And I was, I wasn't, and I recognized I wasn't the easiest to be around. And I was like, I can't really blame him if he didn't want to be around me, but he stuck it out. Like, yeah. Um, because I was, you know, it was pretty, pretty bad. So I found after the baby and I realized how much my body had changed. Like, I, my insecurities really spiked and I got really obsessive about the way that I looked and which is hard and then uh struggled because I went through this in therapy and it's still still a rough thing I have a really weird relationship with food okay and I haven't really talked to anybody about this but my therapist says it classifies as disordered eating okay so it's like um you're using it as like a coping thing or so it's like um if I don't I feel like if I don't move my body enough or if I don't uh if I eat badly I get really weird about whether or not I need, I deserve to eat my next meal. Okay. So, it, like, I just noticed that the behaviors really spiked again when I was postpartum. So I was battling that. So I did a lot of therapy about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the insecurities, like, hit, like, a all-time high. Mm. And, like, it was affecting everything. Like, it was affecting how I see, saw myself. It was affecting yeah. how I wanted to, like, get dressed up and do stuff. Like, I didn't want to go on nice dates with Peter because I was like, well, why the fuck would he want to go anywhere with me? Mm. It's sad that you thought that way about yourself. Ugh. 
Oh, it was it was bad. Like there was times like you know he'd come home and he like we'd have like for whatever the stars fucking aligned and we'd have the house to ourselves. But I didn't want him to touch me. Yeah, because I was oh. like because the thought of it made me uncomfortable. So I was like I can't imagine. And so I projected too. So I projected. Oh, for sure. Which was hard. So um so that was one of the things I really struggled with and like losing my confidence and losing all of that stuff within me and freedom and privacy and the ability to just exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just you anymore, right? It's you and this, this like other human that relies on you. Yeah. And so in dealing with all of that, um, it never affected how I showed up for Peter. And I try to, I try to show myself some grace. Cause it was like I said, like probably like it was the best worst year of my life. <laughs> um, yeah. So I kind of referred to it as, um, but I really did. I lost. I lost myself in it, and I didn't recognize myself at points, and mm. I wasn't doing the things for me. Like I like to bead. I like to read. I like to write. I like to do those things, and like I wasn't working. So every single thing that I did in the day was for the baby. And I remember there was points like I. I remember I cried. I cried and cried and cried, and I was crying. I was talking to my sister-in-law, and I said to her, "I was like, I, you know." I'm not me anymore. I'm just a mom. I'm just a mom. That's what it feels like sometimes. And like, that's not, um, not to like be diminishing of what it takes to be a mom. Cause it's fucking tough, but yeah. you know, I wasn't doing anything for me. Like I wasn't taking the time to do the things that I enjoyed. And so in turn was losing myself in all of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember she said she didn't, cause she, she doesn't have kids. And she was like, no, you're still you. And I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, I don't do anything for myself everything i do is for my baby everything i do is for my son yeah i wake up in the morning for my son yeah i eat food for my son yeah everything yeah every little thing i did in the day was for my son i don't get a break i don't get to piss by myself i don't get to shit by myself i don't mm -hmm. get to do anything just for yeah. me anymore and even and when you do go pee by yourself, you're still thinking about the 20 things you got to do for your baby. Yeah. So <laughs> like, it doesn't, so I, I really, like, I, like, I had a fucking identity crisis because I was like, who the fuck am I? Like, I don't know what the fuck I am. Like, I'm just a mother. And it took me a long time to, you know, I started beating again and I noticed it helped. It helped yeah. me. That started to help. And I was like, okay, cool. So I started beating and that helped me. Um, and then I would, I picked up a book and I would read for a little bit. So I'd hold the baby and I'd read mm -hmm. while he was sleeping in my arms because I loved contact napping. And slowly I started to yeah. gain back some of the things about myself that I had been so, I used to be so proud of. And it took me a year to feel like myself again. Mm. It took me a full year. It took a full year. Do you think going back to work helped? Um, like, do you think going back to work helped you, like, find yourself again then? Or? Yeah. Yeah? Because, like, you something. have that time to, like, get away from the baby. Get away from the responsibility of motherhood, right? Yeah, because you have no I'm choice. Not word. No, not but, like, physically, no. like, you have no choice to go to work, right? So, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't physically have to go. I work from home, but. There's still some kind of physical distance, I guess. Yeah, to have like seven hours a day by myself to come sit in my office and do my work stuff is pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, and then the odd time I get to go to staff things, um, which is also pretty good. So um, I found once I went back to work and got into a routine and really started to start doing things for me again. Mm -hmm. I remember we were talking and I remember you had joked about starting a podcast 
and I was like, oh, that would be so cool. Hmm. And I was like, man, I would love to do a podcast. I don't know who. I was like, and I at the time, I didn't know that you meant you would want to do it with me because I had doubted myself. That you so, could do it, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, there's like, I was like, man, doing a podcast would be cool. And I remember you had said, like, because I, I think you had mentioned it on a panel or something. You made a joke. You're like, oh, man, I'd love to do, like, a podcast about, like, yeah, was a trauma. And I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that'd be so cool. And never, and if you had told me six months ago that you'd meant you'd like to do it with me, I would have been like, fuck off. Because <laughs> um, I, like, I naturally, so it was something I struggled with before I had the baby. I had a lot of self doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a lot of self doubt. I still Maybe do. It. I was just going to say, you might always struggle with that. Yeah. Uh, I think it comes with trauma. Yeah. I always struggle with the, with feeling good enough. Yeah, that's the confidence, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So it's funny. I had the confidence in like, I'm going to wear whatever fucking clothes I want. Fuck you. Well, because uh, that's it's easy to portray that externally. It's just harder to like feel that internally. Literally, <laughs> people be, like people would always say like, you're so confident. You're so this, you're so that. And I was like, man, I fucking fake it till I make it. Because yeah. that's all I can do. Because we, um, we adapt so well to like situations. And we were so well at like having this like tough exterior, right? showing yeah. people that we're okay like yeah so i struggle still with that so i remember when you you had mentioned to me that you wanted to do a podcast you, you wanted to do the podcast with me and i was like i was like what with me i was like yeah that'd be like that'd be fucking cool i can't even remember what i said i was like but i was like in kind of like i was in disbelief and i was mm. like i was like holy fuck i was like i don't think i have anything useful to say to anybody <laughs> um here we are yeah yeah here Eight we episodes. are nine episodes in Eight nine episodes nine in? No, fuck, nine episodes in. And and here I am still doubting my... <laughs> yeah, but we're still we're still here, right? Like, yeah, I find, like, it's probably both of us, like, doing this podcast. Like, I, I just, I really wanted to do it and do it with you because I just felt like it was something we both needed. Um, mm -hmm. Like, that was ours and only yeah. ours, you know, that had nothing to do with, like, our babies or our, our partners. Yeah. It was ours and it's something that we can just, like, focus on that doesn't, like, you know, have to require energy for, like, our babies. It's just, I mean, it definitely ha has... I know what you mean. It, you know, we're doing, I mean... We're moms now, and that's why we're, we're this. This podcast is about being moms, but like it's also just our own thing, you know. Yeah, it's ours, and I find in doing this podcast, I've been I've been able to gain that sense of self again. Um, yeah, because like so. you're able to talk about things in your mind and like articulate mm -hmm. thoughts, and it's almost like a therapy session, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So it's funny because you always tell me how uh, good I am at giving compliments. And I always joke about how shitty I am at receiving them. I fucking suck at receiving them. <laughs> I went to, so this is just, this is still like, this is still something that I struggle with. It's something I struggled with before the baby, but I find it's worse. Because like, I, I just, I, well, I doubt my skills as a mom. Um, I doubt myself as a mother all the time, <laughs> which mm. is like, maybe I should unpack that in therapy. Um, yes, maybe. But, um. I went to work and we did an exercise with our staff. Hold on, I'm trying to find the one. It's right here and I keep looking at it. Anyway, it, it's like you put things on these little pieces of paper that like it, like you that you're like so other people thought of me. Oh, okay. And someone put someone put powerful on Aww, mine. That's so nice. That probably like and brought I, you back to like, oh okay, I'm still powerful. Like I was like, see that. man, I still got it, but I was like fucking crying because I'm a suck. So I was like crying at work. I'm like, Ooh. you're like, I'm not so powerful now, am I? I'm not so powerful now, man. I'm a fucking suki boy. <laughs> suki boy, I say that to the baby. I'm, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm just a stuck anyway. Um, but yeah, so I still struggle like with. I don't know if it is like I just I don't know if it just makes me uncomfortable or what. But anyway, I really I suck at it. Um, I wish I had a little bit more confidence in myself and like a little bit more because I had it before, right? I was a little bit more confident in myself as a whole, and you know my insecurities weren't so like as high as they are, and I wasn't so insecure about my spot in the room. Yeah. And I find I still often I'm I, I find I'm often like that, not even just at work, but like at home, like in like even like I said for the like I mean for the first like for the first little bit I remember it was before we we started getting all the stuff and getting ready to do the podcast. I was like, holy fuck, like I'm gonna get on this podcast and Tara's gonna be like, Kennedy's a fucking idiot. Why did I ask her? Because like that's just how my brain works. Like I I work against myself almost and yeah, um, self sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it took me a year of struggling through all of this and like struggling with that battle with my self-esteem and the constant sacrifice that motherhood kind of yeah, is. It is. It, it is. hundred um, percent. I really lost bits of myself that I used to really love. And after a year of struggling, I finally feel like I'm coming out the other side and I, you know, I, I make supper for Peter and I'm happy about it. I'm like, the fuck am i there you go Um, it's just the little things right yeah it's just like i'm starting to notice like little bits of the old me come back which is you know which is nice and took a year but little by little yeah how about you how's it been well i'm definitely still in the i'm not out i'm not i'm not at the place where i can say like i'm like completely finding myself like i'm definitely a work in progress Mm -hmm. um like full disclosure, I haven't done therapy in a while. I just financially, I just couldn't do it because so I was having to pay out of pocket, and you know, therapy has the price has gone up. And I mean, I'm going to, I will say, like, I know that I'm privileged in the way that, like, I have therapy like available for me, and that, yeah, there was a point where, you know, I couldn't afford it, and you know, some people just like can't at all. It's just not something that there is available to them, but. Anyways, without my benefits, um, even with my benefits, it only covers so much and then I got to pay out of pocket. So anyways, once I get back to work and I'm able to kind of figure things out, I'm hoping to start again, but it's just been really tough. I haven't been doing therapy and that's been hard because I did like a lot of work and then not, you know, continuing with that has been tough because it's just like, you know, it's something you look forward to like every week or every other week and you work through all these things and um i definitely like came out the other side in a way through therapy of like my postpartum for sure um but in terms of like i said like i'm just i'm definitely in that stage of like having like my like a big identity crisis of like who am i now i i was always someone because i'm an introvert i'm an intro introverted extrovert <laughs> yeah um so i definitely am someone who doesn't mind staying in missing out on whatever's going on. Like, I don't, this doesn't bother me. Like mm-hmm. I can stay in husband and do nothing. Just watch Netflix and go to bed early. Like um, I can go to bed early if there's a, if I'm at, you know, like my mom's house and you guys are up, whatever, having drinks by the fire. I don't care. To, I'm like, okay, bye. Going to bed. Like, <laughs> yeah, You very much did that. Um, Cause I'm also someone who's like, I'm an empath and I like, I, I find like if I soak up so much energy throughout the day, I just need some time to kind of like be by myself. Yeah. So anyways, you know, it's a lot when you have this little human who's literally taking all of your energy, like physical, yeah. mental, emotional. So, you know, with that, it's just like 
all of my energy and time is on her. It's just heavy, heavy, heavy 24 seven. I feel like, you know, when we sit down to have supper, like I'm looking at her and making sure she's eating and feeding her and tending to her before, you know, and then my food gets cold. Uh, thinking about her routine, like everything I do is about the baby. Like from the moment I wake up, like you said, you know, when I wake up for my baby. Yeah. hundred percent. She's my alarm, you know, yeah. like, but the moment I wake up, I'm thinking about her next nap, <laughs> you know? And then yeah. whenever she goes down at night, I, I mean, we've come to that point where she goes down around between seven 30 and eight now. And I get that time to myself after she goes to bed, but I still feel like my brain is still kind of working Um, And I'm so tired that, like, I'm not, I don't know if I'm making the most of my time, you know? Mm -hmm. Me and, I mean, me and Brandon definitely, like, sit down and watch TV and we chat and whatever. And I'm excited for, like, the warmer weather because we'll be able to, like, get outside and do yard work. And I've always said that, like, being outside for me has always been therapeutic throughout, like, my maternity leave. Like, any time that I got out to walk with Evie or got out to walk with like Brandon and Evie and the dog or gone for hikes or gone to a waterfall or gone to the beach was like, just like so rejuvenating, even if it was with Evie, like just made me come back to myself again. Yeah. Kind of like feel at peace, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and being able to share that with her has been beautiful as well. But again, it's still with her and I'm still thinking of her in those moments, you know? Yep. Yeah. I'm definitely struggling with, my you know not having at all my freedom anymore like but like me and brian are definitely people who like to adventure and we're not like drinkers or anything like that but like we like to do things outdoors and i mean everything that we do now we have to consider the baby right like everything that we literally are day to day just in terms of not thinking about myself anymore i guess yeah, well, because everything revolves around the baby, and like even if you and Brandon wanted to go for a date night, you have to go through the list of people you are comfortable with babysitting. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, I mean, we we would always enjoy going out to eat, going out, getting an ice cream, going whatever, just spending time together. And like our time together now is spent like in front of the TV or just sitting and chatting. And I, there was um, that time that we went on our honeymoon slash like like our first time away from Evie. That was much needed. Like, I don't understand when people say that, like, getting his time away from the baby is, like, good and all that stuff and, like, brings you back. I do agree with that. But then it's, like, a whole other thing to, like, set yourself up to do it and, like, find people mm-hmm. that you trust to take care of your baby. So, anyways, that that was just – I don't have mom guilt in the sense of, like, being away from her and feeling guilty that I'm doing something for myself. It's just, like – I enjoyed that weekend so much. Like I barely worried about her. I barely thought mm-hmm. about her because I think I just needed it so much. I just yeah. needed time away from her. I needed to break. I needed to breathe her. I needed to focus on myself and my husband for just one weekend. It really like just brought me back, and I felt like a like I did. I did feel like a better mom after that. Yeah. Did I tell you um, we're planning baby Peter's first sleepover? Really? With mm-hmm. whom? Uh, with my mother. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I can't handle anyone else. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, to, for me, it's it's my sister, so <laughs> and only yeah. her. Well, the reason, I mean, not that I have to explain myself, but I lived with my mom for a year, and she was with us, and she knows. Well, him. yeah, she's seen it every day. She's like, seen it every day. She's 
they're familiar with each other and she's like she's really good with them so next weekend next friday we are planning for us to have a date night out of the house and he is going to sleep at his kajoo's house for the first time ever without his mother that's Um, amazing so we'll see how that goes um (laughs) i'm kind of dipping my toes in to see if um i can plan a weekend away for me and peter that's that's a that's a step though that's exciting yeah we very much need a weekend to ourselves time alone yeah just time literally alone from the baby yeah well tonight we went to home sense (laughs) (laughs) there you go yeah so we're we're making time right so it's important yeah i mean like me and brian have like gone to like i don't know do errands or go to the grocery store or um go for a bite to eat just the two of us um like but we haven't yeah the only time that we spent like a weekend away was that that time that was in november um but oh my god it was amazing like i was excited to get back to her but i also was like it was just wonderful and since then i mean i i guess i should have like made the effort to plan something like that again and use my sister as like you know someone to watch evie again but you know going through all the sleep training and all of that was tough um and then just financially and finding the time and yada yada i'm giving excuses but (laughs) i just feel like um i had a reason to do that you know was that was our honeymoon and yeah everything so i find like we haven't been making an effort to spend time alone like we we were gonna go out for his birthday for dinner and megan was gonna uh watch evie but then she had to watch her niece and nephew so then i was like okay well maybe your dad can but then i just was like i can't do it like i didn't feel good all day about it like i felt sick to my stomach and i had so much anxiety that i was like it's not even and brennan was like babe like you're clearly not comfortable it's yeah said, i'm completely fine just staying in order ordering chinese and just like relaxing like don't even worry about it yeah. but i was just like well are we ever gonna be able to go to supper like it just it sucks like yeah i don't Sometimes i wish that the distance between us wasn't so much well yeah and i said i said this to renee that day i was i texted her because i was kind of emotional i was just like i wish you were closer like mm-hmm. these are the times you know that i wish you were here because i i i um i'm aware that i need time away from her like mm-hmm. not that you know, I'm not saying it because it's like we both need it. Like time apart is healthy. It's just like I know that for my own sanity, my own mental health and to find myself yeah. and to be Tara again and not just like like you said, not just a mom. mom. Yeah, which I love being her mom. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. Like I can't imagine not having her part of our life and part of our family. She's made our, made our family, made our world like that much better. Yeah. Um, she makes every every moment that we do, everything that we do now that much more like precious, you know, because we're sharing it with her. But like it's also nice to have that time to myself and just to be with myself. Like I went for a massage, like a full body massage kind of thing for like two hours one day. And like Megan stayed here with Evie. Oh my God. It was like, can I just stay here? Like I don't want to go back home. Like it was like Yeah. I actually and it, had a mas- I had a massage and I almost died. I literally was like, I'm yeah, just gonna be on the table. Yeah, just gonna stay here. Like just just keep keep going. I'll I'll keep paying you. <laughs> but again, it was a gift. So like I was obligated to go. It gave me that reason to go. So yeah. Like before um I had Evie, like I did a lot of things. Like I did Reiki like every month. 
Um, I, I would do yoga. I would read, I would walk, I would, um, I would smudge and like sage myself like weekly. Like I made that like a priority. I would like cleanse myself and make, um, like not like affirmations, but like, yeah, maybe affirmations. I don't know. Anyways, it was just like something I did to kind of like bring myself back, like center myself. Yeah. And it, and in the past few months I've been like smudging again and doing that, like when I need it or trying to do it weekly, but also not feeling guilty if I can't do it or I'm not up to it. And like I said, you've been getting outside and you know, walking, you're going out in nature and stuff, but I haven't like done it like alone. It's like usually with heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I've been trying to do like little things here and there that like mean a lot to me, but it's important. It's still hard to, it's just easy to like put it aside, right? Because like the yeah. baby comes first and everything. Um, and I, I was the same with you of like grieving, not grieving, but like trying to, um, I don't know. I think grieving is the right word. Still. Well, yeah, just coming to terms with like my new relationship with Brandon, like um, doing the things that we both enjoy has helped and like sitting down at night and like talking and whatnot, mm-hmm. like definitely helped. But like there was a while, like yeah, it just definitely felt like a roommate phase and you're just like on each other's like last nerve. <laughs> and it was hard. And all the resent that you feel, right? Because they just have, have no idea what you're going through physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and you feel so distant, distant from them. It's like, you're just two completely different people. Although, like I've always said, he's like my other half. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's taken a while to like come out the other side with that. Definitely. But um, I see what you mean though. Like about, uh, it's funny. Cause like I always say, Peter is my better half because he's like we're i find we're polar opposites i did a personality test the other day um it was like the color one so it was like fiery red sunshine yellow right earth green and cool blue i'm sure you can figure (laughs) out where i fall and where he falls i'm fiery red Um, i was just gonna say you're fire red he's cool blue or something or calm yellow or something no he's he's fucking earth green Oh, of course. The Stubborn most and centered and uh, so I always gra- grounded person. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say for me and Peter all the time that he was like my rock and I'm like a like uh, he's my rock in the storm because he's so calm and mm. all that. Um, but I see like you and Brandon are like, yeah, we we balance each other out like we're yin and yang. Mm-hmm. We balance each other out in the in the right ways. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm super but thankful to what's I that? See that? I see I can see that you guys both have uh, some fire to you though. Oh, we definitely have a lot. Like that sometimes, my- yeah, we can like butt heads in the sense of like we just both can. Yeah, we both have our our, our big feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we definitely, I'm definitely thankful to have had them throughout all of this. Like, even though sometimes he was like, almost like feeling like my worst enemy at times, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I can't imagine having anyone else like yeah, to, to go through this with, but yeah, I find just like figuring out my identity through all of this, like finding myself again and like who I am and kind of gaining a bit of freedom back would, I just, I'm looking forward to that. Like anytime that I've had by myself with a friend 
or anything like that. It's just like, I've like soaked it up and enjoyed it so much and like have wanted more of it. It's just like so hard to work up the courage to do that and to like allow time, you know, to give time to with somebody, sorry, to trust someone and like allow myself to lose that control of like not being the one meeting her needs. Um, But like in terms of like my self-confidence and self-esteem, I've always, always struggled with that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm struggling in the sense of I've like linked breastfeeding to the way I look now because um, I I've I do feel confident and I but I, it's because I'm placing confidence in being small mm-hmm. um, and that obviously has something to do with like how society and social media um, defines beauty, right? Mm-hmm. And. But bouncing back after having a baby and all of that, like, I'm almost afraid to, like, gain weight and to stop breastfeeding to, like, gain weight, I guess. Like, and, and maybe it's because everyone around me is being like, oh, look at you. Like, breastfeeding look has really, like, look has, looks good on you. Like, mm-hmm. lost a lot of weight. You look so good. Um, and then some people will say, like, you lost too much weight. Like, you don't look good. You don't look healthy. You know, you need to stop losing weight. So it's like, you're having all these opinions and people defining, you know, what beauty is and all that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I've struggled with that like my whole life of like my body image because like my weight fluctuates a mm-hmm. lot. Like I have like IBS and some gluten problems and whatnot. So it's always been like tough for me. And like, anyways, I mean, a lot, I mean, almost all women struggle with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like in different ways, but like, I don't, and I'm, I'm almost like struggling with this because I don't want people listening to be like, oh, okay, so like you're struggling because like you've lost weight and you're skinny, like boohoo, you know? Like yeah, but it doesn't. It took me a long time to realize because like I used to be one of those people that was like that had a negative outlook when people who are smaller than me had a negative view of what they look like in their body image and whatever. But body image issues aren't one-sided yeah they're not one-sided they're not owned by people who live in bigger bodies and people who or by people who live in smaller bodies yeah just because you're you know you're skinny doesn't mean you're the body issue like the the issues you're feeling like with your Mm -hmm. self-image or your body image aren't valid and aren't real people you're still allowed to feel that way and it took me a long time to realize that too because i remember there was points like i could hear my my skinny friends complain that they you know they for example, my cousin, she complains that she can't put weight on. And I used to think, well, like, oh, boohoo, you can't put weight on here. I'll give you some of mine. Right. But it also, but, yeah. it can be a but, real struggle for them. Like, Yeah. And I, it took me a long time to realize that body image issues aren't owned by people who live in big bodies. Our images can be, can be like distorted in so many ways. Like, Yep. It doesn't of, matter what, what, yeah. what body you're living in. Your feelings are valid and real because social media has played such a terrible fucking role on how women see their bodies. Yeah, that's the thing. And like, but also a part of me misses my old body because like I had like a bigger booty and bigger hips and stuff and like put on like my, my jeans and I'm like, wow, like these are baggy on me before or my underwear is like baggy on me. And it's like, what the heck? Like, it's just weird that my body has changed in that way after having a baby. Like you, you think of body's changing after a baby as in gaining weight you know not losing weight so that's been hard it's been a little bit like strange for me to understand like why that's happened for me but it maybe it is the breastfeeding or maybe it's just um my hormones trying to balance out or it also could just be that you you you've lived in a smaller body and you have a higher metabolism or 
Yeah. I don't know. It could be my mental health and I'm not even mental like aware health. of the fact that I'm losing all this weight because my mental health is not great. I don't know. Like it There's could be so many things. things. Could, be, could be the thing. Yeah. I, like I just caught myself too. I was like, I literally just thought, I was like, man, I wish my mental health made me lose weight because then I'd be fucking. See, it, isn't it awful? Like, but it's so awful what we as women think of ourselves. And I remember, um, and I'm, I'm just being like fully transparent after um, sometimes it's, fuck. Sometimes it's hard for me because I have a lot of people in my life who don't look like me. And I'm I'm a bigger girl. I've always been a bigger girl. I'm always going to be a bigger girl. I can go lose 20 pounds or fucking 30 pounds. It doesn't matter. Like I I just carry weight differently. I <laughs> I have the chubby native cheeks. I have <laughs> I, you know I and I'm big chested. So even say I do lose my belly, I still have to wear. I'm still gonna have to wear larges because my boobs are too fucking big. Right. Which I'm sure is a problem. People are also like, oh, boohoo, your boobs are too big. <laughs> Which is, it's not a fucking walk in the park, man. My back hurts all the time. Yeah. Um, but um, I remember, like, when I see pictures of myself with, so, for example, <laughs> when I looked back at the photos from our visit, I had to not hyperfixate on them. Because mm. they're, there's a difference in how our bodies look. Yeah, for sure. And there always was though, too. But there right? always was. There never yeah. we we I never looked like I never looked like you. You never looked like me. Exactly. Um Yeah, so it's but, just it's hard to like I, yeah, I haven't like talked I haven't talked about it a lot because I'm like I don't want people to be like, Oh boohoo, like you're small, like what do you have to like complain about? You know what I mean? But it, it is it's just something new for me and it's it's almost like my body's changing physically too and I'm mm -hmm. trying to like come to terms with it and get used to that and yeah but the, the issues the feelings that you're feeling are so valid regardless of if yeah. you live in a bigger body or a smaller body it doesn't matter um yeah and even i found matter, well i found like even like i find our, our sex life changes with our partners too like it's just like i had a hard well okay maybe not for you but <laughs> i found <laughs> My self-esteem in terms of like my body, I felt like my body was like not mine anymore. Like I felt like it was just my baby's like, you oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Because I, I birthed her <laughs> and my vagina is not the same and my boobs don't look the same and they're for breastfeeding now. They're not for any other kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want them to be like, it's just weird for me. So like during sex, like I'm always wearing my bra and took me a long time to to heal from, well yeah you had a traumatic birth yes physically traumatic um so it took me a while to feel comfortable physically you know again and yeah all that stuff I like am. like it like sexually too it it changes so that was mm -hmm. something to kind of like navigate and work through as well, well um, that's like that's too. like not talked about enough no. i feel like yeah, i don't know i was actually gonna be like are we gonna have an episode where we talk about sex and i was yeah. like i don't know if tara could handle it because she would fucking i don't know it. i feel like that'd be too much <laughs> she'd want to she'd probably want to eat herself off a cliff considering i'm <laughs> you're with my stepbrother yeah, i think it'd be a little weird um but i think a quick little segment is fine um i think with like i mentioned i struggled with my body image too and for a, a, a little bit well i say a little bit it, it did affect um like i said like i was projecting my issues onto peter or on into my relationship basically and being well like, it's easy well, to project it on somebody else <laughs> yeah and it was like well i feel this way about myself and i can't imagine how peter feels about me so um um, it did affect it um, for a little bit there, um, but I think I finally had to I finally had to stop letting that what I feel like what I feel about it. I was like Peter wouldn't want to do it if he didn't want to do it. Right? He would. I wouldn't get. To, 
I wouldn't get that response from him if he didn't want to do it. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. So. It's yeah, and like Brandon's never like he's always like from the the day after I gave birth. You know, he never looked at he's I know he never looked at me differently. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he accepts me and is fine with my body, and he doesn't like. He told me a million times. It's just us, you know. It's just we're in our own heads about it. Yeah, because we something... feel like we've we've changed so drastically since we had a baby, and you know, I mean, in some cases, yeah, we have like mentally. And I was gonna make a joke. I mean, I mean, I know you had some stitches, but I can't. I can't imagine it's that much different. But I, I wonder, <laughs> do you feel different, like down there? Oh, it's my vagina is not the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, not the same. What, I'm so scared. Of, uh, I was so scared of. I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to scare any woman out there, but your vagina is not the same. Like, Brandon says it too. He's like, it's not the same down there. It's harder to find stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, just like her, you had a very, like, intense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had um, an episiotomy. So they like cut me from instead of me doing like a natural tear from like my ain't like my asshole up like they cut it like sideways like in between my like they cut in like this is you know what I mean they cut like piece of here so it opened so that I could open wider I mean and every I mean everything stretches right so everything stretches every it doesn't just go back together like it's, it's just everything's different no one will ever be able to grasp how hard I'm fucking clenching on my chair right now. Holy fuck. <laughs> you're doing like a major keggle right now. Oh, fuck yeah, I am. Holy fuck, Tara. You're tough as fuck. Holy shit. Okay, and I, I'm not going to say her name, but I have a friend who had a natural like third degree or fourth degree tear. So like, and I'm pretty sure Renee did too. And I don't care. Renee, Renee wouldn't care if I put her name out there. So yeah, like, yeah, that's even worse. That takes longer to heal. It's not, Yeah. I'm doing a major kegel right now. Like, it's, that's <laughs> fucking holy shit. Did I, did I call it a kegel? Is it a kegel? Or a kegel? I don't know what the fuck it's called. Kegel, kegel, whatever. Say, anyways. I'm doing, I'm doing a. Hey, <laughs> and I did them during pregnancy. It didn't do shit for me. <laughs> holy fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. So, your self confidence about, se- about sex is like not In the, the same because, yeah, I mean, like, think about well, how, how, yeah, like how much you're feeling. Not, not, not just your stomach, but like everything. Yeah. You're well, I was, literally- I was, I had so much insecurity about my scar. Yeah, that's, that's fair. You'll never see me in low-rise pants ever. Cause yeah. well, it's right, it's right, I, it's right there, right? Like, well, to be fair, I just don't like low-rise pants anyway, cause I have a belly. But I don't think low-rise <laughs> pants are in anymore anyway. I think it's high-rise no, pants the fucking, are like. No, the fucking Gen Z's are trying to bring them back, those little fuckers. They are? I thought we were into high-rise yes. now. No, that's a millennial thing. Oh, millennial. I'm, I'm high-rise all the way. A mom, I'm mom high-rise jeans, high-rise, boyfriend I cut. <laughs> I will die before I put fucking low-rise jeans on. And they're trying to bring back boot-cut jeans. Fuck those kids, man. I cannot. I see them everywhere. I was like going through the racket winners with Megan. We're both like, what the fuck is with these uh, bell bottoms? Like, yeah, fuck those things. No, I'm like, no, I'm looking for like boyfriend jeans or like high rise. I'm like, I'm not Your into boy- these. Boyfriend is like as as baggy as I can get. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, that's like, my I like. Imagine I can't imagine yeah. how. So but yeah, then- you're, you're you're complete. Uh, your complete self, uh, self body image just like changes because of that, like because your 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 body is different, like yeah, your body changes, you know? right? And you, you and see your body different because of what it can do, and but it's crazy because you had, you know, the you had a natural birth, and I had a C section, and but we both kind of like 
we're yeah. still struggling with the same thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm finding my my confidence back in different ways. Like, you know, I I put a, a certain outfit on and I'm like, oh, like, you know, I look good and whatever. Um, especially if when I get like done up, like when I actually like put makeup on or like do my hair and like put like a nice outfit on, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good. You know, like yeah. But I'm someone who, like, doesn't have to do that all the time. Like, I rarely put heat to my hair or wear makeup. Like, I can just, like, put my hair up or put a hat on and go out and, like, whatever. But I don't style my hair ever. <laughs> but still, no, I, just, I don't even have the energy to do it anymore. Just style my hair. I'm like, whatever. No. But um, I don't know what it's been like for you, but, like, in terms of, like, my friendships with people, too, it's just, like, I find everything is based around the baby. Like, a lot of my friends, like, just, like, want to see my baby and um, my friend, just, like, hanging out with my friends, it all has to do with, like, the baby or the baby being there and trying to have, like, a conversation with your friend is, like, impossible because of, like, the baby being at, like, your feet. Um, and then, like, having friends who are also moms and it's, like, all your conversations are about that, like, complaining and, yep, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so um, I'm very fortunate because I have I have a handful of friends that um, they like to always make sure that I'm included um, with or without the baby. So I have friends that will say like, you know, like, well, I'll, say, I'll throw her under the bus. One of the baby's godmothers. There's times that she's like, yeah, I'm here to see the baby. Like, go. And, but she would come. So this is, and I know these kind of friends are like, fair, like few and far between sometimes for some people. But um, she would come in and she would say, hey, I'm here. I'll watch them for like 20 minutes. Go take a shower. Yeah, that's like Megan for me. Yeah, so that's uh, one of the baby's godmothers for me. And, you know, I have a, I have a couple friends that I'm pretty grateful for that aren't like all about the baby. Like I had a couple friends that like really made an effort to like make sure I was okay and check in with me like during postpartum. And um, I was very fortunate to have them because I was I was really going through it. And, and it's so funny because I say like, oh, I was very fortunate to have them because they were checking in on me all the time. I wasn't always being 100% honest. And I, you know, there's oddly like there's times like looking back that like you know i was on facetime with like my friends and being like oh yeah everything's perfect everything's great he's sleeping fine he's eating perfect and like everything is fucking great oh it's so oh how's the baby how are you oh we're doing so good it's like it's we're just doing they're, they're they're just amazing they're so cute and so like i love it i love the cuddles and i'm over here like fucking crying <laughs> yeah literally and then i think i'm on, like i've made some friends through like groups like i started doing like um mommy and me group it was through mommy connections in cape breton so i, I made some mom friends which were really useful to have because not just like but it, like it was nice to have people that like were in the same like because it was based on age so like all of our babies were like around the same mm. age so we were all and you can relate on the same things right yeah so we we're all going through like kind of the same stuff together and that was really nice to have and then like to have play dates with babies that were like peter's age and mm. all that that was really fun so a lot some of my mommy connections uh friends i guess listen to the podcast so shout oh, out nice to, shout out to uh my mommy connections gang yeah um, i find like do you find i find like all the conversations the interactions are so different when like you have babies and like the babies are around like i'm like finding it like difficult to like like chat about stuff besides baby stuff or mom life stuff i'm just like yeah it's just so different but it's nice when you have friends like in your example like you have megan who like doesn't have a baby right so, so yeah it's nice to be able we're to talking about like her life <laughs> instead of my yeah. life <laughs> yeah and like also just being able to like like i'm sure if you messaged megan and was, you were like hey let's go for dinner just me and you oh 100 she's always pushing me to like for me and brennan to go and do something and she'll watch evie like 
Yeah. So, so, so I feel like it's really important to have a, a good mix of both. Yeah. Like at least with your mom friends, you can be like, "Hey, man, this is fucking shit," but, and they get it. But you don't want to scare like the people who don't have babies to be like, "This is fucking awful." Oh, it's also the reality, though. I don't want to like I fucking know. sugarcoat it like everyone did for me. I know I don't want to sugarcoat it either because fuck that shit. It was hard. But yeah. honestly, I find, I find like I've. I was also, I feel like I was also a really good friend before having a baby. Like I wasn't, I was able to think about other people and like mm -hmm. meet other people's, not meet other people's needs, but like, you know, like be a good friend, multiple people. But like now I don't have time. Even like I was a good aunt. I was a good sister. I was, you know, I was able to share my time with so many people. Whereas now it's all about Evie mm -hmm. and then like, then like Brandon and then me. I feel like I come third, you know, like, yeah. or sorry, it's like Evie, Brandon, Moose, my dog, and then me. Yeah. But like, 100%. I feel like I'm a kind of a shitty friend and, and I, I admit that to a lot of my friends. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm such a shitty friend. Like I haven't checked in lately or like, you know, there's something going on in one of my friend's lives and I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm not reaching out or I'm not asking how they're doing or like with Ava, like I'm not spending as much time like with her anymore or calling her and checking in or like whatever. Like I just, I find it's different now because I just, I have so much going on that I just can't think about other people. Like, yeah, well, that's normal too, though. Your, your priorities have changed, right? Um, I find that I'm the kind of the same. I'm sure um, from you now seeing this side of me as a mom, um, it's so funny because sometimes I think we have like opposite opinions of each other and I don't know how to explain that other than like sometimes I think like you're like, I find like Tara so good with her boundaries and she, you know, she doesn't take any shit. And sometimes I feel feel like you think that of me and really I do think that of you <laughs> and I don't think that of myself <laughs> it's so funny because I don't think that of myself either so like when but I then I I think of you as like being someone who's always thinking about other people because like you would always message me and be like how are you doing and I'm like oh my god she's thinking of me and I'm not even thinking of her <laughs> but I didn't I never expected you to yeah um I and in in all honesty like after reflecting back on like how much i was checking in on you when you were like fresh in it with evie sometimes i don't know if i was doing it for the right reason <laughs> sometimes i think i was seeking that validation that this is fucking terrible you were just like help help secretly help, like fucking help me are you fucking struggling or not like be <laughs> honest and you, and you were like this is great and i was like fuck off tara tell me the truth <laughs> And then I was like, just kidding. It's you were like, not. just kidding. This is ass. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, but like, I find my capacity for shit has changed for sure. Um, and I, I, I mean, like, to be fair, being at my mom's didn't help because my mom is very much like someone who's in, in it with everybody. Like if her friends are going through it, if our family's going through it, if anyone she cares the slightest bit about is going through something, she is smack dab in the middle of it and she brings it home and she dumps it on me. And like, it was so hard to live in that environment because like I am an empath and like mm -hmm. I see how much this was affecting my mom and her ability to function and whatever. And I was just like, I can't fucking deal with this. Like this is too much. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't care about jimmy down the street who like well, i don't care like and it, so i really got to a point where i was like i don't give a fuck so like i had friends going through like and i was always like the mom friend in my group because like you like i had a big capacity i have a i have a big heart um, i think we're both um in our family life and friend life we're the ones who take care of everybody like we're mm -hmm. mama bear yeah in this but in the sense of like the trauma thing yeah it's a trauma thing because we were so used to taking care of everything. We're ta yeah, we're always taking care of everybody else before ourselves. Yeah, so I, was t I, t I would take care of all my friends. So I remember my patience and capacity for all of the bullshit that people were going through and bringing to me. I was just like, fuck off. I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I can't. 
I'm not going to name names, but like, um, you know, I had friends like in shitty relationships and I was like, well, fucking break up with them. They're a piece of shit. Like, I can't handle it right now. I can't handle it right now. Like, <laughs> have you ever, um, have you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Well, there's an, there's that, that, those, that episode or episodes where, um, Lily and Marshall are like, if it's not an eight out of 10, we don't want to hear about it. So like their friends would come up to them with an issue and they were like, isn't an eight? No, well, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> it was directly after they had a baby too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because when they had their baby and they were in the thick of it and they were like, we don't want to hear about it if it's on an eight or higher. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. And that's literally like, that was my mentality. And I had such a like, no bullshit, which I'm sure now like I look like looking back, like <laughs> anything that wasn't an eight or a higher was bullshit. I was like, just fucking leave me alone. Yeah. Um. So I found like my capacity to deal with things and like to deal with things that my friends were bringing to me was significantly lower and I feel like I wasn't necessarily able to show up for my friends the way that I would have liked to before like I would have maybe before I had the baby yeah but at the same time like I knew I had I had a deeper understanding of like this isn't my thing to fix like they're coming to me to you know maybe like bounce this off my off my head or whatever but at the end of the day I was still ride or die for all my friends and yeah like you don't I have would, to fix it, but you can just like be there for them. I also wasn't going to sugarcoat it to them. Like before, maybe I had a little bit more tact of being like, oh, well, you know, maybe like this didn't go that way because of X, Y, and Z. And now I'm just like, no, they're a fucking piece of shit. Break up with them. Why are you with them? They suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you up yeah. there? It sucks. Leave. Yeah. I've always like, like my, like my friend Vanessa, she's really good with like setting boundaries for herself being like, I can't carry this right now. Like I'm too much going on with my baby. Like mm -hmm. kind of don't have time for it. I can only like expect, ex uh, ex expand or what's extend myself so much or expend so much energy expand, yeah so but she was always good of like especially in the thick of my postpartum like she helped me prepare for so many things and like gave me so much stuff to help me through it and like and I'm like then when I was going through it I'm like I couldn't I've done this for someone else like I don't know how she was like able to like it's just it mm. takes so much energy to like be there for somebody yeah. when you have a baby and like so it's, yeah and then also not mentally doing well yourself right like and not feeling like yourself and not feeling yeah like so i definitely definitely felt guilty that i wasn't yeah showing up for like people but i also knew that um that's just what it was that was the reality of it and yeah they would have to understand right like yeah and if they didn't understand they weren't really your friends yeah so definitely like everything changes like your relationships with everybody changes once you know you become a mom like you just have to set new boundaries and expectations of like yeah. what you can and can't take and handle and mm -hmm. yeah yeah um what do you think would have been useful for you to hear like in the middle of your postpartum and like feeling like the least like yourself? Just validation. I think I wouldn't, I don't always want someone to like fix mm -hmm. what I'm going through. You know what I mean? Like I'm not always looking for like resolutions or it kind of like almost invalidates it. It's just like, it would, it's just nice to hear someone recognize what you're doing, Yeah, you know, and to, it to be something specific, not just be like, Oh, you're doing great. You're a good mom. It's like, Okay, that, that's easy to say. Like, but you know, it's it's kind of dismissive in a way. But I feel like for someone to say something kind of like specific to what I'm going through or what I'm doing and it to be like recognized and to just kind of put the focus on me instead of the baby. Yeah. yeah. Probably would have like made like a big difference. Yeah. Like it's just nice. It was nice. Like I I think I said this before, it was nice when my sister came down for like the first time to meet Evie and like she made like a Facebook post and like she made the time and the effort to like talk about how it was so nice to see me as a parent and me and Brendan as parents and in this new role like she enjoyed that it wasn't so much about like oh I'm an aunt like oh my god like it's all about me being an aunt like you know 
she like recognized the work that we were putting in and she just like made an effort to like validate the good work that we were doing and to be specific about it so it was yeah it's just nice to be it's just nice to be seen you know to be really seen yeah validated yeah and there to be value in what you're doing like to be shown value in what you're doing what about you Sometimes, like, I feel it's really hard because each individual experience is so different, right? Um, yeah. And in mine, as much as I did cherish the time I had with them and how much I tried to be in the moment and um, enjoy it with them. And like I said, I showed up for my baby as best as I could every single day, despite all of the shit that I was dealing with and the struggles I was facing. And I wish someone had just said to me, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. might not feel that way right now, but it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I wish someone had kind of been there to validate me and comfort me when i needed it instead of like trying to like make it better yeah trying to fix the situation or trying to like defend their what you know their their stance on it or whatever it's like okay i'm not looking for an argument like i'm just looking to be like supported and like recognized and validated like yeah because there was times i said like you know i'm just a mom i don't feel like myself i don't i don't feel like me and i've had people say no you're still kennedy you're still kennedy but i was like i don't feel that way right now can you just yeah like maybe you see me that way still but i don't see myself that way i don't see myself i see myself as peter's mom i don't see kennedy i don't see the kennedy who went to work and handled all this shit and like this boss ass you know Mm -hmm. business (laughs) working girl like i see a shell of myself and i wish that someone could have just sat with me and said okay i don't understand like i mean maybe i don't understand what you're going through but you know it's okay and i'm here Mm -hmm. and if you want to sit in silence we can sit in silence Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i wish that there was like a magic eraser to like make it all make all those like self those identity issues go away Mm. because the time when they're that small is so fleeting it's and that's what made me emotional the other day was i was like i missed all those moments yeah. Like I didn't soak it up enough because I couldn't, I just, there, and I, if I would go back, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to do any different because I didn't know any different. I had to learn mm-hmm. that in therapy. I was, you know, I was dealing with a lot of postpartum, like I was doing the best I could. But looking back on all the, when I was looking back on like pictures and videos of her, I'm like, oh my God, like she was so little and innocent and precious. And like, I don't remember any of it and I missed it, you know? I really was just fucking on autopilot. Yeah. And um, I really wish that there had been someone to tell me how quick it goes. But I feel like that's yes. But also like you wouldn't have been able to do anything different because you were doing your best and you didn't know any like there's no way of knowing what you know now. Right. Like you can't you can't go back and change it. Like, yeah. So maybe and I mean, instead of, you know, someone have it telling having someone tell you how quick it goes because i also feel i also find that so annoying um but yes. have, have someone to remind you to take it day by day mm-hmm. and to just cherish the times you have with your baby that make you smile and make you happy and um not to be afraid to reach out for help or like, i don't know like just to take yeah because i feel like it's, it's true i find like it can be really dismissive when people are like oh like soak it all in and um mm-hmm. like and enjoy it now it goes by fast it's like yeah but I don't know how to like i can't right now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying like yeah i don't know yeah so maybe if there had been someone to kind of remind us like or just to tell us like hey take it day by day yeah and if everyone around us was making it easier for us maybe we could have but if i feel like a lot of people around me were just not making it easy for me no and that <laughs> that's really challenging um and i think i was in the same boat right like i wasn't in any position to hear anyone's advice either but yeah, I think maybe if I'd been in my own house, like I had been, but 
I still well, I, I was I was in my own house but sometimes I didn't feel like I was in my own house <laughs> yeah and I, I still have, you know I said to Peter I was like I don't think like our house would have been like a magic eraser like I think that I still would have struggled I still would have yeah. part of anxiety and sometimes maybe it would have been worse because I didn't have you know I had I had maybe I would have had too much control yeah so it's tough to know what would have been different right but like yeah but I feel like um with saying that we've learned a lot about ourselves um yeah like we said in what in our our episode of healing our inner child like we've done a lot of work there you know yeah being a mom has you know healed some of our inner child and we've worked through things that we maybe wouldn't have worked through um yeah. in therapy if we didn't have a baby and like being a mom is something i've always wanted like something i wanted for such a long time like everyone has always told me that i'm going to be such a great mother one day because i am like i've always been that mama bear that caring yep. person and um yeah i can't see me not being a mother but also i mean it's it's fair to miss my old life and to miss not being a mom too oh, yeah, um but like i know that within time and over the years like i'll get bits and pieces of that back like i know that like yeah. you know as she grows up and i get we get more used to things and kind of figure a figure or groove out and maybe even when I get back to work and she gets older and, and all that stuff, I feel like I'll be able to, to get back to, to, to Tara and, you know, finding myself again and finding like a new me. Cause I'm never going to go, never going to be the old me. I'm going to be like a new version of myself. Yeah. Cause you've learned so much in this last year that Tara yeah. pre-pregnancy didn't know. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think through all of it, we were both able to do a lot of inner work that we didn't know needed to be done. So, you know, I am proud of us both yeah. because, um, like I said, we dealt with things that we didn't know we needed to deal with. And we've 100%. overcome. And we've overcome. We, well, I want to say overcome, but we're overcoming. Overcoming, uh, yes. <laughs> some of the shit. It's a, it's a day-by-day -day process. Yeah. If that's the one thing that you take from this episode is just take it day-by-day. Day. There's no magic Yes. Fix. No, there yeah. isn't. Like, no matter how much advice we can give, like, everything, you know, there's going to be different things that work for different people. And you, yeah, you literally just got to take it day-by-day. Day. Like, yeah. that's all I can say. Yeah, me too. That's all you and, can. And um bit by bit piece by piece you'll you'll start finding yourself and yep. um again and just doing like little things here and there not like extending yourself too much and doing it at your own pace and what you're comfortable with like i said like even like i said like going for like an hour massage or like going to like the grocery store by myself or just doing things by myself or going to see a friend for an hour it's just like those little things can make a big difference yeah doing something like taking a bath or like reading a book yes true people, people yeah. really oh man <laughs> People don't stress enough how important it is to do one of those things for yourself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't and have to be like, you don't have to leave the house, I guess. Yeah. To like, to take care of yourself. It can be like those little things of just mm -hmm. having like a peace of mind of just like being in the bath or like yeah. whatever, whatever it is that you do that kind of gives yeah. you a peace of mind. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy. Mm -hmm. It could be like doing the dishes <laughs> without the baby at your ankles. <laughs> That's not me. But if that's you, good for you. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. yeah, wow, that was a lot to unpack. Oh yeah, was it ever? Holy shit. With that being said, I want to thank everybody uh, following along with us. Mm -hmm. And I hope that something that we said resonated with you and maybe made you feel like you're not so alone in all of this right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's all for this episode of Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Thank you for listening. Find us here again next week at 6 p.m. on Apple Music or Spotify.
and be sure to be following our social media pages on Instagram at Moms with Trauma podcast and on Facebook at Moms with Trauma and on Popular Opinions. Thank you.